Welcome to Podcast Therapist, presented by Virginia Family Therapy. I'm Sarah. I'm Caroline. And I'm Amanda. As three family therapists, we know how hard it is to feel like you're being the parent you want to be while juggling everyone's needs. We specialize in helping families just like you during the long days of multitasking and constant searching for the bar of success. Our podcast mixes expertise, real life advice, and embarrassing stories. Whose embarrassing story? Let's walk through this together. Welcome to Podcast Therapists, brought to you by Virginia Family Therapy and Caroline, Amanda, and Sarah. (laughs) Hi, guys. Hi, Hi. y'all. Today, we're going to listen to Sarah's NBR voice again. And, guys, Last week, we listened to our podcast, and we had a lot of feelings and thoughts to process. And so this week, we are coming in hot with a legitimate timeline for how to get your kids ready for the upcoming school year. It's not going to be one of these things that is like you're going to start thinking about it one week ahead of time. You need some steps to think about three weeks ahead of time, and we're going to lay it out for you in a way that I've never been organized about in my life. Just so everyone knows. Yes. So we are going to tell you how to do this and hopefully even try it ourselves, I think is what you're saying. I will not have a single backpack ready for my children, but I will have talked to them about all of their anxiety and excitement about the school year because I sat down and did this. I'm thrilled. Yeah. That's awesome. That works. I feel like I've heard you say that before. So. Oh, I don't have lunch boxes, haircuts, shoes for my kids, but they're going to come in with their feelings right and tight. There's so many details to think about that I've oh, never God. considered, like haircut. Well, Robbie Bobby certainly needs a haircut, he but he has like a surfer kid. He has too much anxiety to go get it. Like Aww. to oh yeah, guys. It's like one of these things where he is like scared of the razor and we've offered everything. We've walked him through PetSmart, said you can get a fish when you get your haircut. Here are the breathing exercises. His hair is so long, but he won't wear a barrette either. He has to walk around with his hand holding his hair back like it's a barrette. Oh my fr- I've <laughs> I've had lots of friends whose kids do that, where you're like, do you want like something to hold it back? And they're like, no. no. And they just hold it back. No. no. So he's going to, maybe we might not get his haircut before school. Okay. So as I'm thinking about haircuts, I'm also thinking about how are we going to get all these kids like emotionally ready to go to school? Right. Emotionally ready. And what can we do now? Because really, the sooner you start, the longer your takeoff is to get to the school day, right? And some kids start school beginning of August, mid-August. We start late August here. So we have about, by the time this podcast drops, we have about four weeks. And so when I was thinking about this, because I have my own anxiety about school starting. I have my own list of thoughts and feelings based on our last podcast, which you heard about how it's going to go. And so the trick, I think, in parenting is giving yourself enough lead time to be ready and to make a good plan, but also not to start the anxiety too soon, right? Like I want my kids to feel a little free this summer and not be stressed about school, but I also want to make sure that we're ready for school. So it's finding that balance. I think too, if you feel like you have a plan, then you can help give that structure and kind of say, we really don't need to worry about that right now. We'll think about that next week or we'll take that up next week. You know what I mean? Yes. You have a plan of pacing for your kid. So what would you say like the first step right this minute? What is the first thing to do? I think you check in with your kids and see, get a pulse on where they are. I love that Caroline's always like, oh yeah, talk to your child. (laughs) We're both like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. 
And when we were talking about this earlier, I think it's it's kind of like a broad get a temperature check, right? Yes. Like, because if they're really freaked out, you want to know, but you don't want to introduce the anxiety too soon. And if they're super freaked out, you may already know. Probably. Right? right? Like if they're mm-hmm. super, super anxious, it's probably already on their mind and they're starting to verbalize or talk about things about school. So like the highly anxious kiddos, you might know, and the non at all anxious kids, you might know, but I think it's figuring out where between like a two and a seven, where's my kid. And the younger the kid, the more you're going to see it in behavior, mm-hmm. right? Like you might see an increase in separation anxiety with a kid that's younger mm-hmm. and it may not be about separating from you at the pool. It may actually be about school starting mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't think my kids know how soon it is yet, but I also think that we haven't really talked about those kids that are going to feel depressed about going to school, right? We've talked about the anxious kids, but I think there's also a crew of kids that is going to feel really sad that they're going to feel sad about going back to school. You know, yes, anxiety, but also like, man, I don't want to sit in a chair all day. Summer's over. Yeah. I mean, it's always Mm -hmm. a little bit of a bummer, actually. Mm -hmm. We think back to your own childhoods. When school started, you're like, wow, wow. Mm -hmm. Back Mm -hmm. in school. It's Mm -hmm. like fun for a day. And then you're... To see your friends, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And to like see your new classroom and meet your teacher. Like those things were exciting. And then it wasn't new anymore. I kind of remember that even with like the little kindergartner and first graders. And they first start the year and then they realize they actually have to stay with it the whole year. Yeah. They're kind of like, wait, what? (laughs) <laughs> this isn't just like a one, two week yeah. thing. Wait, I finally got to ride the bus. It's just not just a week. Like this really sucks actually. No, I'm just kidding. But I think, yeah, absolutely. I think that's really important. So, so after you kind of get a gut check or kind of assess where you think your kid might be, and we don't want to amp them up, but we don't want to ignore it. So what would be your next step? I mean, I think it depends. Like if they're losing their mind, I think you can kind of say, you actually, you know what? You have two weeks left where we don't even need to worry about it. Like, let's just enjoy it and have fun. And maybe we'll talk about it one time at one o'clock next Wednesday. But if it's not one o'clock next Wednesday, let's like let it go. And just like summer is for summer. And let's make a plan for when we'll talk about it. Yeah. And I think if you have kids kind of like Amanda, that what you were saying with your kids, if they're not totally sure when school starts, you don't have to start drilling that in now. That's what, yeah. You can wait. That's not something you don't need to start saying like August 23rd. Yes. (laughs) But what you do need to do, I think, is do little behind the scenes work for Mm -hmm. getting your kids ready to go to school that they don't even know. Planting seeds. Like anticipating what they're going to be anxious about. So for me, I think there's been a ton of change. We talked about this last week around friendships and all the friendship crews and all the friendships that have shifted over the last year and a half. Pods have been different. You already have different summer friends than your school friends. But this year, we have to be very proactive about getting our kids back connected with their school friends. Right. And all ages, I think, experienced that. I think even you know high school all the way down to little kids experienced all that. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe that means sending a text to a mom you haven't talked to in a year, because let let me tell you, that mom is probably thinking about the exact same thing. And so sending a text like, hey, can we get our kids together for lunch? Or I know I haven't seen you in a long time. I just want to touch base and have our kids touch base before we go to school. Kids don't have to know that you're doing it to get them ready. They're just seeing an old friend, but that's going to help your transition back immensely. It's a great idea. Yeah. For some kids, it's been a year and a half. Yeah. That's a long time in kid world. 
you could forget about people in a year and a half, right? Mm-hmm. What else can you do actually that's going to get them I, ready subtly? I think you can start taking them if your kiddo hasn't been in like a big space or a crowded space or a loud space. I think trying to find those opportunities. So like the pool to me is very different than like, you know, it's loud and kids are running around, but you're outside. And you're not masked. And you're not masked. So yeah, maybe you take your kid to the grocery store and put masks on again. Mm -hmm. If we, if you think your kid's going to be masked in school. Or Target or Walmart, somewhere that's a little bit crowded, just Mm -hmm. different people. Yeah. Because I think the idea is we want to get them indoors des- with other people. And desensitized. Or right? even yep. like a even a restaurant. Like restaurants are loud and you sit at a table mm-hmm. and you have to talk to someone you don't know very well mm-hmm. who's your server. Right. Um, and the reason you do that is because the last thing you want is on the night before school starts, a kid saying to you, but I haven't been inside with anybody or I haven't, you told me I couldn't go inside to big places. So you're kind of warming up their muscles towards being back in crowded spaces with other people and reminding them then if they do have that meltdown, hey, you did it last week when we went to Target and nothing bad happened and it was great and it was fine. Or maybe like using public bathrooms. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one, actually, because there can be a lot of anxiety around the school bathroom. Yep. That's a good one. I think um, right now, too, based on kind of news reports and and we don't really know about masking policies. I mean, even in our office, we are all still masked. And mm-hmm. then, you know, so I think the practicing with the mask is really important because I think pe- at least in our area, in our communities, people are wearing masks less and especially outside. Mm-hmm. Um but I know like LA just started their masking policy again. And and I have a feeling that with a new variant, that some of that might change again, especially directed at our children in schools. And so just as a safety policy, so it might be good to pre- repractice if your kids have not have masks on. I'm going to have to do that. Like I'm going to have to buy a whole bunch of new masks as we go to the pool. Mostly it's almost only outside. So I really am going to have to make sure that we're repracticing masks. They're going to be bummed, but such as life. Yeah, they really, they did so well with it. The first time yeah. like, they were all like a little apprehensive and the kids like nailed it. So that's all the stuff that we need to do behind the scenes on your way into talking about school. But about two weeks before school actually starts, I think that is when it's time to kind of actually legitimately get your kids kind of ready, at least knowing that it's going to be somewhat soon. Kids have no sense of time. So at least give them a heads up. Yeah, we don't have blind side. Hey, by the way, school starts in three days. That would be me. Hey, the bus is here. (laughs) I'd be like, hey, get your hair cut. The bus is here. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, I think um, checking in with your kids and start to, again, not just take their temperature, but actually talk about school. Like start talking about what are they excited about? What are they anxious about? What are they, who are they looking forward to seeing? And it's going to be funny. And this is, this is any school year is... I'm so curious, like, who do my kids want to be in classes with? And the stuff that they're going to be anxious about is going to be stuff that never would have crossed our minds, or the stuff that they are sad about, or, you know, angry about in some ways might never have crossed our mind either. Like, I'm sure my kids are very angry about the crap I packed them in lunch because I'm not as good of a lunch packer as other parents. So it's also a good way to tell you what to put some energy into as you're getting closer to school. And they might feel feelings that they haven't felt in a long time or like in a different way, right? Like being bored on Zoom school at home 
is very different than being bored in a classroom and getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. Or like some kids haven't felt left out in a long time, mm-hmm. and, which is beautiful. But I imagine like going back to school, they might feel left out sometimes. So that might be like once school starts, but just knowing that like you might hear about feelings you haven't heard about in a long time. And I also think the thing to remember is that there is anxiety about what's going to happen to the school year. So we all know the Delta variant is kicking up and we're going in with the belief that we're going to be there five days a week with masks on. But even with the recent news cycle, I'm feeling anxious about that. I'm sure the kids are too. And so just knowing there is going to be some uncertainty about how long it's going to last and what it's going to look like, because that's what happened all last year. Right. And they may institute some of the things they used last year, like pods, distance in the, you know, in line, only being able to have one person leave class. I mean, even in high school, you had to have a pass and you can only allow one person out of class at a time. That's pretty different for a high school setting. Mm -hmm. So all these things, you know, you just might need to touch base about them again. And I think you can get as many answers as you can, right? Like there's still going to be things that we don't know. But saying like, hey, based on what I've heard from school, this is what it's going to look like on the first day. And I think if you are, if you're a parent that's like me, that actually isn't going to as many of the weekly Wednesday updates that I get emails for, I have friends who read them and know to talk to me about the important things because I'm not totally plugged in on my own, which is really sweet. They like give me the Cliff Notes version. Um, So I think... If you don't know, reach out to a friend to find out the answers to pods and masks and any weird rules because... And if you are the person that knows, think about one person to just let know and make sure they're checked in. And so this is a time where I need to use my friend's strengths because they they know that stuff. Thank goodness. There are some moms that are so honest. Yeah. And dads, not that it's just moms. It's awesome. Yeah. Actually. I feel like I could really swing one way or the other on this. I can't wait to watch how you can <laughs> Because I do... I, I can't wait. I can totally see Caroline being a little unplugged on the fringe and then I can totally see her being a mom that like everybody's like, just ask Caroline. She's got the Cheetos in her Cheerios. Could really go one of two ways. I'm not sure what's going to Amanda and I are going to place bets. I can't wait. It's going to be joyful. You know, for some kids that are kind of anxious too, one of the things that we do in session as clinicians is we'll help a kid with their anxiety walk all the way through their anxious thought. Mm -hmm. So if a kid says, um, yes, I'm, I'm nervous about meeting my new teacher, then you just kind of really walk them. So you walk up in class and you meet your teacher and then what happens? And you kind of allow them to think about what the next steps are and walk them through gently and really validate it. Um, and a lot of times they'll realize that their worst case scenario or catastrophic thought isn't actually going to happen. And then that way they don't get stuck there. And the other piece with that is that people are anxious when they don't know what's going to happen. So the more we can fill in all of those little blanks and almost have them visualize it in their head, that should automatically reduce their anxiety because they will have rehearsed it. It's like a rehearsal. Yeah. And like talking about like their feared outcome, like what if I say something awkward? Okay, let's talk about what it would look like if you said something awkward in class. I'm like, because you will. Because you will. You're yeah. going to say something awkward. You're going to do something embarrassing. Like nobody gets to go through a school year without awkward, embarrassing moments or like a day if you're me. <laughs> um, but like playing it out with them and saying like, that would be so hard if you feel really embarrassed. Like, what can you do? Mm-hmm. Because I also think 
sometimes, especially with transitions, kids reach out to parents, especially kids with cell phones. And that first week, they're mm-hmm. going to be like, come get me. I'm feeling embarrassed. I'm feeling anxious. And like, how do we help them prepare to sit with discomfort and know like, okay, if something embarrassing happens at school, you're okay. Because I'm also thinking a little bit about the teenagers. Well, with that, this is why it made me think of teenagers. So some schools are saying, not in our area, but some schools are saying, if you have been vaccinated, then you don't need to wear a mask. If you haven't been, you need to wear a mask. And it's interesting. Some of the parents right away were like, oh, my kid is going to stand out because I said no vaccination. Or my kid is anxious around being around kids who haven't been vaccinated, you know, whatever it is. But I hadn't thought about this extra layer with the vaccines. Mm-hmm. which is creating another kind of separation for kids. And, and people have lots of different feelings about the vaccines. I mean, lots of different feelings about the vaccines. People have lots of different, have had such varied differences with COVID as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just reminding kids to be thoughtful about that and, and remind them that everybody has had a different experience over the last year and a half with this mm-hmm. awful situation so different families make different choices. Mm-hmm. So I think about that too a lot, Sarah, in academic stuff as well as emotional stuff. So academically, there are kids that got a ton of tutoring over the course of the last year. There are kids that got subpar tutoring, right? Or something. And then there are kids that really didn't have access to Zoom or great internet throughout the year. And they're all going to be thrown in together when they've all had such vastly different experiences. And I think part of it is that kids need to be patient with other people and be aware that people have had such different experiences and also be patient with themselves. So there might be a kid who's used to reading fastest in their class, but then didn't have a great, didn't, didn't read that much over the last year. And that's okay. And they're not going to go in at the same place that they were. And that might feel alienating. So we need to give people grace for themselves and grace for other people. Right. And that is taught. It is taught. You're right. Some kids are naturally empathic and kind, of course. But the other piece is that patience piece and really understanding that. And you have to teach it according to how old your kid is. Mm -hmm. Because they're not going to get it if they're really little in that deep way. But the older kids will. I had a client say to me over a Zoom call, it was like our very first meeting. And my kids were running in and out of the room like they did during that time. And the client said to me, I've learned to give so much grace during this time. And so none of this bothers me. I'm just... We're all being graceful and it gave me such a gift. And so there's part of me that thinks that as parents, the grace that we started to give each other, we now have to give that to our kids. We have to teach our kids that kind of grace because that's the only way we got through the pandemic. It's the only way they're going to get through the next school year. Well, I had I, some kids were talking um, and they were not high school kids. They were a little bit younger. So things were probably a little more black and white. But they're kind of talking about how so-and-so didn't get a vaccine. or so, And I just said, you know, some kids actually can't get this vaccine. Like some kids' bodies won't handle the vaccine. So it's not as, but this, for so many kids, it was mm-hmm. such a black and white issue. Right. And it came down to either politics or parents' belief system or whatever. And it's not that simple. And I think reminding some of the kids that are older, like it's not actually that simple and be careful making assumptions, but yes, extend the grace and the patience and the, you know, the kindness. And for littler kids, it's like the reminder that like, yeah, different families have different rules. Wearing, well, wearing helmets or like we've talked about that before, um, <laughs> or like 
I don't know, even like sunscreen, whatever it is. Right. But saying like, yeah, you know, like different families can have different rules. And I think it can be interesting because that requires like a level of acceptance on our part as adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Okay. And we have to like model that like we can tolerate the differences mm-hmm. and handle it. Yeah. If we're going to say that to our kids. I also think there's this piece about kids seeing other kids' homes over the course of the last year that has never happened before in all of the world. So other kids saw my home and my kids saw other people's homes. And in some instances, the homes were very different. And I think that's going to create a new level when you get into the emotional and inter- interpersonal stuff that's going to happen in a classroom. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. So I think at about two weeks, it's a great point to start talking about some of those things about kind of grace, kindness, understanding, kind of build that empathy up a little bit more with kids and give them something kind of tangible to hold on to regarding not judging. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think at that point, that's also like if there are little routines that you want to start establishing, like in the summer, it's not as big of a deal if kids come home from the pool and like dump things everywhere. But like, I don't know, school feels busier to me. So it's like, is the, is the two week mark when you start saying like, okay, we're going to like put our stuff right here when we get home from the pool, like wherever you want a backpack to go. Or do you think that's I do it one week because I can't manage the structure for that long. <laughs> I'm like, summer is summer. But I think at about one week out, you start um, like you start softly rolling up the bedtime so that the transition to school isn't so stark and hard. Like you start getting them on the school year schedule. Ugh, you start brutal. Oh, it's terrible. It, you start having to have more routine around dinner, right? You get all those routines back. I think there's a piece that hopefully by that August to me is such a slog. There's no camps, like there's not as much life anywhere. And so by the end of August, I'm usually ready for school to start and ready for the routine. But so it's starting to put those things in place a little like that week before. So yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. That's a really good point. Like having, especially with COVID kind of ramping back up, we'll, we'll, kind of revisit what we'd said before, which was, you know, have a place to put the backpack, maybe shoes off or on, depending on what you feel in your house, and then wash your hands before you dig them into the chip bag or, you know, whatever you have for snack or, you know, Mm -hmm. just like fresh vegetables. (laughs) Um, But, you know, just make sure there's like a cleanliness step. They're going to be pretty used to it because schools are going to be implementing all this as well, but just kind of getting them prepped for that, Mm -hmm. which is great. I mean, I say this thinking like, you know, kids are going to be so clean walking in. I don't know. I I don't know when the age group is where they click and actually flush the toilet by themselves finally. <laughs> not 10. I'm kidding. So it's, um, and it's not just boys by boys. <laughs> but I mean, I think like just those little things, just those little kind of, like you said, little tiny markers that say, you know, school's starting soon, but we're going to start doing this. Like you hang your backpack on this hook when you get back whatever. And I do think washing hands is going to be a really important one. Just getting that routine back of of washing hands when they come back in the house. Yeah. I think that's going to be helpful. What else can you do a week out? Because a week out, like things start to vibrate. Y'all, here's the conversation I'm going to have to have with the Johnston boys. And I'm not quite sure they're ready for it. So you're hearing it here first. Is that the pandemic, we really let the academic slide, right? Like if we're talking about people seeing in my home, 
they did not see a parent on a Zoom call ever. They saw like unprepared children because I was... Yeah, we were both working. And so I did not do any of that seesaw stuff. I just didn't... I didn't have the bandwidth. It was such a hard time. And that is not kind of academically the kind of parent that I am. Like, I actually do believe school is important. So seesaw, just for anybody who doesn't live in Amaral County or this area, is actually an academic... like application is a platform. Yeah. It's like where you go to see if your kids have done their homework and what the homework is and how you communicate with teachers. And I barely did that stuff. And so I need to have the conversation specifically with my older one around, you know, last year, we didn't put that much emphasis on homework. And this year, that's not okay. You're in fifth grade now, buddy. I think it's like creating routine around it. Absolutely. So like, hey, this is what it's going to look like after school. Right. So like these days you're going to have soccer or these days you're going to go play with friends for 30 minutes after school. And then you're going to come in and like making it clear that there's like a routine around homework. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, this is the time that we do this. Because it was not there before because it would happened all during the day or for my fifth grader, they were home every other day. So they would do a day of school, then a day of Minecraft slash homework, then a day of school, right? And so there haven't been routines for a year and a half around homework for a certain age group of kids. There's a big jump between third grade and fifth grade mm-hmm. as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Fifth grade, you're getting ready for middle school year. And so there's actually a lot of emphasis put on fifth grade, fifth grade prep. They do a great job in our county, but I think like any kid, you know, even mine who's in high school... Last time she was in high school, it was like her first year in high school. This year, she's a junior. So it's like way more academic pressure, way more expectations. Mm -hmm. Now you're getting ready to go to college where last time you were sitting in classroom, you really weren't. Mm -hmm. You're just hoping not to get called on. And so I think there's a piece of it that's like, whatever happened over the last year, if that's not the way you kind of want to run your family or run your ship, being very clear about things that are going to be different. Because otherwise, kids are going to slide right back into their old habits thinking, this is what school is. I mean, my fifth grader has only been in school for like first, second and half of third grade. So he doesn't actually know that I care about homework because... Right, he didn't have any. And so I have to be very clear with him. Like, actually, we do really care about this and it's important and we're going to have a conversation about it. And I think like knowing as a parent that there's going to be like growing pains initially, Mm -hmm. even if you set really clear expectations, like if you have a child, you know, the last time, like you're saying, was third grade and now it's fifth, like they're probably going to be some power struggles or some moments where they really don't want to do homework. Mm -hmm. And that's super normal. It's just a new thing. And it's a lot more of it. And it's harder. Mm -hmm. You know, they're just, they're going to be moments where your kid doesn't want to do their homework because they've never had to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think in the older kids, you'll see more panic or um, avoidance. Those that's like, because really as a parent, you're, you're not really directing them in the same way in high school mm-hmm. to do their homework. Like, I don't really even know what is, you know, what's mm-hmm. homework. but I, but at the same time, like I can tell if there's a lot of anxiety happening or if there's avoidance happening. And I think also the homework structure piece, if you haven't ever done that with your kids, some kids come f- out of flying out of school and they need like a 10 minute break and they need to hit the books to get it out of the way. Some kids need like an hour downtime and then they can hit hit the book. So you kind of also have to, you know, your kid has changed a lot in the last year and a half. You're going to have to find the rhythm again Mm -hmm. for your particular kid to see what works with just the academic. And I think 
there's probably, you know, I think for every family, maybe the emphasis was on something different last year, right? So for me, it's like, oh, I got to get my kids back in the homework game. I'm sure there are other families that were like, wow, we want to get our kids back in the social game. Or actually last year we spent too much time worrying about academics and we want to get them having more fun during, you know, there's a whole range of what happened. But I think we need to be talking to our kids about things that we want to do differently and actually maybe asking them to. I was right. Say, yeah, getting there, but even if they're little, like I know with my daughter, even when she was little, I'd say, you know, so like, let's plan this week. Mm-hmm. And she, her input would matter some degree, not all, but some for sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just and to see really little, like early elementary school, I think it's like giving choices. Yes. Like you don't just say like, when do you want to, when do you want to do homework time? It's what do you more want like, for dinner? Yeah. I think it's more saying to your, and parents may already know this, but it's more saying like, okay, so we could do homework time 10 minutes after you get home from school or 45 minutes after, you you know, or like giving two really concrete options of like, we can do this at this point in time or at that point in time. And if they say like, well, I don't want to do homework, you know, you can say like, okay, well, that's not one of the two choices. Guess what? Yeah. You know, and give them Mm -hmm. time to decide. And if they can't, you can say like, okay, well then we'll do it 10 minutes after school this week and 45 minutes after school next week. And you can decide which one you like better. Yeah, that's a great idea. And I think also, you know, just remember as a parent too many choices or, or just whatever can create anxiety actually mm-hmm. for kids because they need something to bump up against. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I was talking to one of our other clinicians the other day and he was like, yeah, boundaries are nurturing. Oh, steal that yeah, I like that. Nice. I think also thinking about transportation to and from school. So mornings with my daughter, we have a history of, I mean, there are mornings that I think back about in elementary school that honestly were probably the worst mm-hmm. ever, like awful. Mm-hmm. And I have a kid that's not a morning kid. I have a kid that was late to elementary school by one minute or two minutes every single day. Mm-hmm. I would get a letter from the county telling me that they were going to take me to court if my kid didn't get to school. I mean, like, thanks. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they thought I was just a drunk, but I'm not. And um, and then some days I would, she never, I mean, honestly, never got there in time, but some days we'd be running late and I would be on my way to work and I didn't realize that she'd had half my coffee on the way into the, um, <laughs> on the commute. I'd have to email the first grade teacher and be like, hey, I'm really sorry. My kid drank half my coffee on the way. And so, you know, like all these things, like we've forgotten about those. We haven't had those. In a mm-hmm. So kind of talking about those like making sure our kids are ready for the transportation, whether it be bus or getting ready and getting in the, the car on time, mm-hmm. maybe taking a few dry runs. And remember too, I with COVID, I think when school started, I noticed so many people, more people driving their children to school. Mm-hmm. So know as a parent, if you're transporting, you're it's going to be much more time to mm-hmm. drop your kid off than it used to be. So that last minute drop off probably might not happen in mm-hmm. the same way that it may have before. And I think going for us as adults, especially if you're like a type A or me, who's not really type A, but like gets things in my head and I want to do things. Actually, I do want to do things right. Even though I sound like I don't, I, I think just knowing there are going to be a ton of growing pains and there's going to be so much opportunity for us to learn this year and for our kids to learn this year. And I think giving, as we're talking about giving them grace, giving other kids grace, we should be talking to kids about giving themselves grace, giving us grace, giving the schools grace. This is just a time to learn. And if we frame it that way, I think the kids actually can learn without feeling stressed. What do you think? 
Yeah, absolutely. I like that. I like that too. I think patience and kindness. Because here's the thing is that if we're yelling at our kids all the time, they're actually not going to learn from it. But if we are really walking them through, I know, right? (laughs) Guys, guess what? When you yell at your kids, I'm talking to myself, they don't learn. And they learn that the way to communicate when you need someone's attention is to yell. Absolutely. So just being patient and looking for those moments. And I always I always tell people mistakes are for learning. And I anticipate I'm going to make a million and my kids are going to make a million this year. And we just have to kind of get through it as a family. I also think it's a moment to remember like the things that are going well. They might feel yeah. like really tiny little pebbles right now. But like whether it's you feeling like you got something done or your kiddo, especially if it's your kiddo, like verbalizing that and saying it out loud. So if it's like, you know, they did put their backpack on the hook and that's the expectation every day. They still need to hear like, thank you for putting your backpack on the hook. Cause mm-hmm. I think we like mental checklist it and we're like, Oh, backpack on the hook. And it's like, if I say that out loud, then my kid knows like, oh, my mom sees that I'm doing mm-hmm. this with my backpack. And right. if she doesn't see it, then why should I do it? Mm-hmm. I think that piece is, again, like you said, the grace with our kids and grace with ourselves and, and know whose anxiety is floating around the house. Like, is the anxiety, as you're feeling it amp up, is it yours or is it your kids? Because it might not be your kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, we have a lot to think about. I'm getting my head in the school game. I'm ordering my masks. I'm thinking about haircuts. I might even go and order some real clothes with buttons for my children. (laughs) Maybe. Shoes. Don't forget the shoes. Shoes. Like I actually, I really do need shoes. Wes can't find his shoes. He doesn't know where they are. I mean, we only have one pair for him How? because he loses them all the time. So these are the things that we're working on. If you liked this, feel free to share it or tag a friend in Instagram or like us on Facebook, etc. And you can come learn more about us at www.virginiafamilytherapy.com. Anything else, y'all? Thank you so much for listening. Happy school year. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Bye, y'all.